0: Citizens of the Verse. Today is March sixteenth, twenty nine fifty one, and welcome to another episode of Readcast, where a weekly Star Citizen podcast sponsored by the Read organization. I'm your host, Way Too Ogeeky, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Not so much a Mick, but his accent is thick. off say hello, Chekhov. you say hello i didn't hear it <laughs> oh i'm sorry yes i i said hello now uh i, I didn't
1: know oh, i was this uh, i forgot we have st Patrick's Day coming up that's why yeah that,
0: what that, did you uh, think it was i just had a stroke oh I, I'm, yeah i'm just like
1: i was i said is he okay are we like should we go on with the podcast or?
0: <laughs> um we're also joined by our third co-host at this point Seagard. <laughs> welcome back Seagard.
2: Dredging the bottom of the tank again
0: (laughs) Oh, stop it I like it Don't be so mean Um, (laughs) So yes, as you couldn't tell Tonight is the eve of St. Patrick's Day So that's why I was using my Not so great impersonation of an Irish accent And also after Stella Fortuna Um, So for those who say Geeky, what on earth is Stella Fortuna? Well, dear listeners, I shall tell thee. Uh, cribbed directly from the CIG website, uh, Stella Fortuna is a human cultural celebration associated with good fortune and success and new ventures. It was first established as a commemoration of successful colonization of Mars. Mm -hmm. Feasting, fireworks, festivals, and other forms of mass celebration are hallmarks of the holiday along with the colors gold and green. Coincidentally, it's celebrated each year on March 15th throughout the UEE. Um, You can read more about it on their website, both um, on their main page, as well as in the um, Galactopedia, but let's just say it's full of frivolity, etc. Mars is where the biggest celebrations are. And, in fact, most businesses don't just close for the holiday, but also the day after, a.k.a. everybody gets loaded. Mm. Um, The 15th is also a great day to start a new um, business for all the good luck that it brings. So this year, Stella Fortuna is being celebrated by CIG with a special paint for your Mercury Star Runner. I picked mine up. Um, and they also are releasing the Cyclone MT, which will be straight to drivable in 313. And it's a green painted Cyclone variant that actually has both two size one missiles as well as a size one hard point. So pretty cool. Um, they're also celebrating with a contest. So um, they're asking citizens to submit videos where fortune has smiled upon them. First place, first place, Um, gets a 600 i lti second place gets an msr with green paint skin and the third place gets a cyclone mt uh last year our our dear colleague canuck 2099 uh won the limerick contest so this year it's slightly different um so if you haven't already done so submit your videos um take a look at the paints etc etc what what about you guys did you do anything to celebrate stella fortuna guys I have not been in the game all weekend myself.
1: Uh, I uh, celebrated in prison last night, if that counts.
0: <laughs> Fortune <laughs> did not smile on you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, did the, uh, I, I did upgrade to an MSR. Um, I had uh, an extra, because I, I have two packs that overlapped in one area. Uh-huh. I exchanged one of my dual duplicates for an MSR. So I did not get the green paint. Um, I'm going to use the white speckled camouflage.
0: Oh, nice. And I,
2: and I got to um, name it. So that was good, too.
0: Mm. Oh, that's great. Um, I also got to name my MSR finally. What didn't let me last week, I don't know why, but um, I named it the uh, RLV, which stands for Reed Logistics Vehicle and it's the RLV Puddle Jumper. Okay. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What's you name? I, your I, name? Did
2: my, I stuck with the theme of clipper ships, because um, it's a fast ship that carried data, kind of like the clippers did in the old day. Mm-hmm. And I called it, uh, I named it after an actual ship, and I, I think I called it the Snow Flurry, I think is what it is. Oh, nice, I with the, the white the camo. Snow
0: that's, a good, yeah. uh, that's a good combo. Yeah, so... uh
2: or, you know, it'd be the Reed Logistics ship, um, Snow Flurry, or whatever it is. I'll I'll tell you in a minute. But uh, yeah, I, I love
0: um, I love the green skin because green is also my favorite color. So, you know, just a thing. Um, oh,
2: Snow Squall RLV oh. Reed Logistic vessel, Snow Squall. It's actually a real Clipper ship. Oh, that's
0: awesome. Uh, so, what else have you been up to in the verse this past week?
2: I was held hostage. Oh That yeah? was fun. Yeah, so that was one of our big events, and I was the hostage, which I I don't think I was technically rescued. I think I was actually put down like a dog.
0: <laughs> so we've got our work to do, you're saying, in defense.
2: <laughs> it was fun. That was a lot of hand grenades and a lot of gunfire, and that was a great event, M.G. put together. That was fun. <laughs> I don't know if you guys want to talk about that now or talk about it later
0: No, uh, go right ahead
2: Yeah. So uh, MG uh, he's one of our guys he's actually out of uh, Greece and uh, he put together this idea of having me as the hostage um, on my reclaimer and have one of our logistics guys acting as my co-pilot fly back and notify the rest, uh, rest of the force that I was being held hostage near Yella, and they needed to come in and rescue me off the ship. And then in the meantime, he notified three, four other guys that they were going to be the bad guys and defend me. And we were on ships, comms, um, you know, general voice channel in the game, two different groups. We had two Cutlass Reds, one on each side of it. in the end, they brought a Cutlass Red and we brought one out. So, he kind of had this furball of defending the ship with guys boarding the ship and grenades going off as they entered and blowing them back out the door and gunfights wow. down the hallways. And it was it was a good time. It was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I read I read something about someone brought a rocket launcher to a gunfight. For a grenade launcher to a gunfight. Yeah. When when you hear the words, you know
2: it's bad, but all you can hear is explosions because I'm hidden (laughs) in a corner and I hear the words, well, I think I'm out of grenades. Anyone got any grenades?
0: And and that goes for when you're having FPS combat, but it also goes for when you have too many turbo burritos.
2: That's right. (laughs) It was uh, a lot of fun, though. A lot of fun
0: i can imagine i i was in connecticut visiting my family uh for the first time since christmas so i didn't get a chance to partake but looking forward to doing some similar things um check off what about you
1: no that was good yeah I, unfortunately i got to that one late as i'm approaching the ship uh, sigurd is getting killed so i was late to that party but was never late to prison though managed to set off my EMP and end up in prison so uh,
0: always you just yeah. you just don't get that swoop strike exit thing huh no. people are too no. close
1: yep yeah. uh,
0: i it's only happened to me once so far when i was using the hawk but i'm getting a i am getting get the, i got the hang of it pretty much
1: but it was fun. We explored the caves because Snorkel joined me in prison and then we <laughs> traded some merits, figured out the, the merit math of what it actually takes to get out.
0: Oh, I had nice. some
1: uh, chicken soup, I think, or whatever they were serving. And uh no, it was it was good times actually. I'm kinda getting used to the prison.
0: Like it's <laughs> not that bad. <laughs> Check off in prison. Um yeah. excellent. So Uh, similar to what you guys were up to, a lot has happened in the versus past week. So, uh, first and foremost on inside star citizen, we got to see some of the changes coming to ground vehicles. So they want their vehicles to essentially perform as you would expect them to based on the way they look and behave. Um, so they've been iterating on things like physics, drift, suspension, they also teased the new Cyclone variant, the MT, which looks really cool. Um, and we also got a look at the Tonk, which mm. looks really awesome. And the, the treads are huge. They're taller than a person. So it's, it's a big tank. Um, then the second part of that episode, we got another sprint report, um, which started um, with minor tweaks and changes to the refinery kiosks, including a button so you can exit. We also saw the addition of subcomponent information on the mining UI. Refinery stations were given lighting changes as well as sort of a strip down of all of their advertisements. Essentially, they're just trying to make it look more utilitarian versus commercial. So you'll see more like pipes and functional things versus you know big glitzy ads. And that's only on some of the stations that are designated as refinery stations. Um, they gave us a look at the lighting additions to habs. So there's going to be zoned lighting, very similar to what we've been seeing on ships, and there'll be controls in the habs. We saw another uh, look at the new Babbage Hospital, uh, we've been on it making the view more interesting. Uh, again, more col- uh, colonialism outposts. Um, this time we were getting to see how the pieces were fitting together. Um, And last but not least, we got a test of lighting effects, or new lightning lighting effects, um, which looked pretty cool uh, and can be utilized both in spacescapes. Um, They said that we'll likely be seeing them show up in Pyro. And last but not least, in probably the Dying Star map in Arena Commander, which is supposed to be based in Pyro anyway. Uh... Seagard, what'd you think about ISC any thoughts
2: uh yeah I mean I'm yeah I mean but nothing's really jumped um I'm just excited for it all to come out right I mean it's you know we're getting close to the release date and everything and um that's I mean that's it it's all looking good right now I mean it's I I'm very excited about what's coming next with docking and all that and uh that's kind of where I'm focused right now.
0: Yeah, same here. I get it. Um what about I know you didn't catch the episode, but anything there catch your ear?
1: Yeah, the the hospital play. That sounds really interesting. So, what what exactly do you think is going to happen? So, we're going to have a hospital in New Babbage, right? So, what would be then the major difference between a hospital per se or Med bed and your character.
0: Um, I think a couple things. First and foremost, the med bed keep you alive and cure a lot of injuries. It's not supposed to, you know, fully repair you. So you might still have an injury that persists. And it won't, it won't be able to be healed fully until you go to the hospital. So you might oh. have a wound that keeps opening up after some of, every single so, amount a time.
1: So if I keep on going to prison, I'm going to get shanked there. You think I'm going to end up in a hospital or just the
0: meds? So versus ending up in Habs, we'll end up in hospitals okay. in the landing zone that we were most recently at. Um, or whatever's closest to where we currently yeah. are when we, quote unquote, you know, become debilitated enough that we're not dead but we should be um i think in the carrick yeah like i think that will heal most injuries but the most critical and then the most critical it will it will keep you safe but um i think what's more exciting about the hospitals is the sense of we probably are since they're coming this year medical gameplay is going to start to be really interesting because that could include missions for people who yep. might own those Cuddy Reds. You know, we might end up seeing the Apollo come out this year at some point, um, and that might give functionality even for the Carrick if there's some sort of mission to locate mm-hmm. someone who's injured. We know that coming up, um, I believe in 313, is an addition to the 890 jump mission where... You might have to drag an incapacitated um, passenger to safety. So yeah, right. imagine that's sort of like—I bet that's the starting point. To oh, and then after that, someone's got to get him to a hospital.
2: Hmm. Can I? Can I uh, put in a little bit of input? Uh, of also?
0: course. No. So no, Seagard, you're here to listen. No,
2: no, no. I know. The uh, so my as you're talking about it, I was thinking about, uh, there were some things around med play that I was kind of playing in my head. One is that, I, I do believe you're correct that the hospitals will be, you know, the we fix you completely or we replace an arm with a, you know, a bionic arm. Um, and, and we get you back into gameplay at basically full health. Um, yes. The ship beds, I, I think will keep you alive and do exactly what you said um but i do think that one thing we might see is the holodoc right Mm -hmm. remember the cutlass red is supposed to have a holographic doctor on board Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right they already have the ability to project a holographic image standing there Um, and you you know we may see that as something that occurs and it's interactable you know would you like to put him in a coma for transport or would you like to make them ambulatory or, you know, what do you want to do with yeah. them? Um, and then this, the the last thing is, is that the new tool for medical play, um, it's going to limit the, it sounds as if they're going to get rid of the injectors, mm-hmm. right? So not everyone, especially like a miner who's on the ground or a person using a tractor beam, handheld tractor beam is going to be able to carry a second tool,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: so medic gameplay is going to be more essential um, to us, and when you add it to the fact that we now have movable carts, you can push things around, Mm -hmm. we could have equivalent of a stretcher that we take person back to the ship on, medic stabilize them, bring them back to the ship, the auto dock does something with them, Um, or the med bed and, you know, the better ship, the carrot helps them until we get back to the hospital for full healing.
0: Yeah. I would imagine also, it could be an instance where, like you said, at a hospital, you get full healing, but maybe, maybe you're fine. Like you can walk around, you're not going to bleed out or anything, but maybe you only have 60% of your normal health or you can only walk so fast.
1: Yeah. So how much of That's that what I think it is, is the thing going to be available in the next patch?
0: None of that. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. So we're going to say
1: a shiny hospital, but non functional.
0: Well, no, they're not going to, they're not introducing the hospital's next patch. Oh, okay. They're later in the year, but they're showing the white boxing yeah. now.
1: Oh, gotcha. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think what I think will happen, well, one, they're not getting rid of the med pen per se. But the med pen is still your solution, but they're changing the nature of the med pen because currently, when you use a med pen, you just hit a button and it automatically equips and you stab yourself with it. But in the future, right. they want it to be just like any other selectable item. You might have to actually hit a button, like, you know, right now, it'll be similar to how we use the. Um, the like the tiger claw tiger well i was thinking the same thing but like the tiger claw or the other key cards to clear your okay. crime stat first you'll have to equip it in your hand and then you'll have the action to stab yourself and heal mm-hmm. yourself versus ah, button. Okay. versus Single just having button, a quick so button because i think they're converting it into a usable item yeah. because if you look it'll be very similar to when they give us the med gun and the um the multi tool attachment for a med gun.
2: Okay. Yeah. I, I was thinking it was a separate tool completely from the
0: multi tool. They are, but I think the med gun will heal better than the med pen. Well, okay. There'll be a separate med gun and it'll be its own item. Right. And then you could heal other players with it. And then they also have a multi tool attachment that will heal as well. I think the difference will be the quality of the healing, how much it heals. Um, so I think, I think the big thing with the multi-tool is the attachments won't take up like a full slot. So you can, you can be someone who carries every attachment for your multi-tool, but then you won't be able to carry ammo or something like that, right? But at the same time, you're prepared to tractor beam, to cut, to do whatever, or you could be a specialist and be someone who's going to heal other players. You won't be able to carry a multi-tool in and a, and a med gun. Right? And same thing. They're doing that right. with all the other things. So the multi-tool has a cutting attachment, but they're also creating a cutter. The multi-tool has a tractor beam attachment. They're also creating a tractor beam. Okay. So they'll do better. Like the tractor beam might carry heavier objects versus the multi-tool tracker beam yeah
2: yeah and i hadn't thought i hadn't really i hadn't clicked in my head using it on other people as a big distinguisher you're right that is a big distinguisher yeah
0: i think i mean who knows you might be able to use the med gun on yourself too but i think it's more designed for other people um but it also will take up more space so like if you had to use the med gun for yourself then you might not be able to carry that multi-tool, so you'll hear, heal yourself pretty well, but you won't you won't be able to do almost anything else. So that whole like planning for your trip, risk versus reward, um, inventory, and being able to carry whatever you can, both on your person but in your ship as well, is going to matter a lot. Right, it makes a huge difference when you think about it.
2: It does. It is. That's a big difference. So, good call. Yeah.
0: Very exciting. Yeah, that's fun um, place. Yes. Uh, so, next up, we saw Star Citizen Live, and it was with the VFX team. I think this was another good episode. They talked. Uh, I'm going to go into skimming some of the details once again. So, if you want more content, you know, look up Nubifier or watch the whole episode. It's about an hour long. Uh, but they talked about uh, planetary clouds and how they learned a lot from actual, um, you know, the clouds in space that we have right now, the gas clouds. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to model them after barometric pressure, temperature, and, and and other factors. They also want to have weather patterns in the game be based on a variety of environmental factor, factors, very similar, so really simulating weather based on certain criteria. They want day and night cycles to actually reflect and change the heat on a given planet or location. Uh, They're planning on eventually including solar flares. There is uncertainty as to how high fidelity they might be, just based on the fact that you're probably going to want to avoid them. Um, So they'll have to balance, you know, how awesome they look versus is it, does it actually make sense to be able to see them in high fidelity? Because if so, you should be melting. Mm -hmm. Um, They do want to eventually work on quantum, Entrance and exit effects for other people so that it's a little bit more impressive when someone quantums to your area. Uh, They also said more changes are coming to gas cloud tech, including debris and rock uh, and things that could potentially damage your ship. They haven't done anything with black holes, but simultaneously they have been testing out comets. So that's exciting. I, I imagine that might include something with Pyro. Um, And then they did mention that Pyro um, is one of the most exciting places for them because there's so many different VFX present in that system. So it seems like our testbed system with the most biomes is Stanton, and then our testbed system with the most VFX is Pyro. (laughs) Um, Seagard, did you get a chance to watch that episode?
2: I did not watch that one. Anything? I saw the... Well I saw the lightning. Uh that was that was from the effects group. They were doing talking about the lightning on uh the lightning effects. I thought that was a pretty cool looking yeah. display.
0: Yeah. And and that was just like a quick test too. So that should be pretty exciting when we refine, refine it and implement it. Right. Um, anything else excites you about some of the things we talked about?
2: Uh, No, again, I'm focused right now. I'm kind of near-term focused, waiting for that uh, next step. Sorry. Oh, that's
0: okay. (laughs) Listen, that's how we all get at this point. Actually, I'm surprised the level of engagement we still have right now, just because usually there's a dip-off right right now. Um, What about you, Chekhov? Anything anything pique your interest?
1: No, not really, but I, I agree with you about the level of engagement. Typically, like last time, about the same time before the patch came out, it was literally no one on. Yeah. But uh, we have a pretty active uh, group right now. Well, right. one thing I have to say, not to blog our org, but we literally had, I want to say, like six members join in one day. Brand new yeah. members the other day. So, uh, yeah, we have right. definitely a lot of activity in the org right now. Yeah, yeah definitely. Is.
2: And, uh, and uh, I think the events are a big part of that. and um, But there's a lot of the newer guys are driving a lot of things, which is fun. I mean, you know, um, MG's with has been with us quite a long time. But, you know, he came up with this idea and contacted me and then um, said, you know, how should I go about this? And we talked it through and he executed it. Um, and then, you know, even Snorkel has one. He's talked to me. It's going to be a it's an interesting one. It'll be fun. Um <laughs> I'll talk more about that in the science um but
0: i'm definitely you know, yeah, good stuff. I'm definitely excited for the p t u um because i wanna get a yeah. look at the new caves because i wanna do a a cave event or several right. cave events um <laughs> once three yeah. t- three thirteen launches um right. so this week's episode uh or episodes I should say. Um, Inside Star Citizen is going to be all about non-lethal weapons and more, whatever that means. Um, and Starsis and Live will actually be the weapons concept team answering questions, but they'll also be concepting something live or doing something live. Um, I would say of all the things that, you know, you know how much I hate those sort of concept episodes. I feel like with the weapons team, it might not be so bad. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, if it's yeah non-lethal, I think that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Because it, it leads the bounty, right?
0: Yeah, bounty. And then also, if you think about it, the healing gun and some of that stuff could be sort of classified almost like a non-lethal weapon. I doubt that's what they mean, but still. Right, right. Um, so, this week, or last week, I guess, we also saw an update to the roadmap. Chekhov, do you want to talk about the roadmap roundup?
1: Uh sure. Let's uh take a look at it. Give me a second. Let me pull up the roadmap. I wasn't prepared. You caught me off guard a little bit here.
0: It's your one segment checkoff. <laughs> <laughs> well it's not your well, we used to do your bug of the week, but we haven't yeah. been talking about those.
1: No, because the Star Citizen is so perfect now. I don't have any bugs <laughs> to talk about. <clears throat> but we definitely have the roadmap up now at uh, 3. Well, we can kind of go through real quickly. I'll probably skip the changes. I'll just do quick mentions. Because you know, 3.13 is around the corner. I guess it's worth kind of going through and uh, talking about what, what is on there and uh, see if there's any status changes. So yeah, so we have four entries on the location. Right side, uh, refinery stations. It's committed, uh, no changes there. And Gigi, keep me honest, if I'm uh, Mm -hmm. off, so you can kind of correct me. I will keep you honest. Stanton system, polished, committed, uh, no changes. Uh, New asteroids for Stanton, that's the one. I think we're all kind of excited about that to see Mm -hmm. what actually happens. Committed, we're there, no changes. Cave entrances, well, you just spoke about that. We're definitely excited about that one. Drive-In and Sinkhole. And there's going to be a lot. I think we're going to spend a lot of time in the caves, if you ask me. Uh, I mean, I'm just kind of waiting because I really want to get that sniper game going. And I think that would be (laughs) a great opportunity for that. Um, Right. So that's four locations. Four locations. Looks like we're committed. We're going to definitely see them in three thirteen on the gameplay side we have 13 entries we have uh mission missions quantum sensitive deliveries Hmm. why am i drawing um, a blank
0: on that one because they were in addition
1: ah that's why i'm drawing
0: a blank on that one
1: okay so the description is that maybe we can expand on this a little bit implement cargo missions that will require players to be extra careful with their deliveries and prohibit use of their quantum drives. Oh my God! Don't tell me we're gonna have to fly. That's what we did last night, actually, when we did the mission uh, uh, that uh, the the, the salvage of oh, find the missing body. It was like a 500 mm-hmm. non quantum hike. I mean, it was cool for sightseeing, but uh, I guess more more of that.
0: Which is, yeah and it's very similar to what was with the xeno threat mission, right so it's the same thing. The one thing I'll say is it sounds as though those missions will be relatively close, like even potentially same planet
1: yeah, that would be good. I guess this one sort of dovetails in the first one missions timed multi drop deliveries right so mm-hmm. and again, they're committed on both of those, so we'll see them in three thirteen. Uh, shield effects, I am personally looking forward to it, but I think even though you mentioned that we won't well let me read the description again on those implementing improvements, including the use of uh, particles with sign distance fields to allow shields to more closely conform to the shape of the vehicle, allowing better visibility at distance, creating clear visual cues that the shield is being damaged and it's overall help. See, to me, it's a huge improvement because honestly, when I'm fighting, I am not even looking at the target on my HUD. I am more Mm -hmm. focused on the ship itself. So if this actually works as described, I think for me, this would be huge.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it will. I think the the main difference and the reason why, folks, this isn't necessarily, we don't know, but it isn't necessarily going to cover the shield holes is because the shield tech replacement, which I think connects the look of the shield to the behavior of the shield, isn't until 3.14. Okay,
1: so this is the first step to that. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it's a visual upgrade, and it lets us know where the weak spots are in the shield, which is huge.
1: Yeah, I think so, too, because right. now you can sub-target. I mean, yeah, it creates a whole new opportunity with with everything that you do. Uh, this next one is also huge for me personally, and I think a lot of us mining sub-components can't wait to see exactly what they are and what they're going to do. They are committed. We're going to see them in 3.13. Uh Next is UI, your reputation. Um, I think what we spoke about, this is not new, right?
0: Uh, It was new the last time, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, just to cover that again, because it's new for me, because I'm drawing a blank. (laughs) This this feature will give players insights into their reputation with important NPCs and organizations they have interacted with. This will also include a total list of reputation ranks, including those that have been completed and the ones they're actively working on. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, visually, I could see a completely different UI than we have now. You know how now it's all text, it's, it's visual. You could see sort of the pictures of the mission givers and progress bars. So yeah, I think it's a really cool addition. Well, and,
0: and the way it stands now, the only way you know where you stand is what level you are. And the only way you find your level is with the journal.
1: Right. So in
0: this, it's a whole separate thing. What I'm excited about or what I hope for is that we'll be able to do like, not just with NPCs. I hope one day they connect that with like businesses, you know, like other orgs doing business with our org and us being able to give them a reputation. Mm -hmm, mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely has some interesting future capabilities. Next one is tentative, but I'm not sure if I'm going to miss it. Mission spawn closets. Mm -hmm. Uh, The one after that is mounted guns. They are committed. Uh, That would be cool. Uh, You know, not sure what we're going to do with it, but uh, it sounds like definitely a cool feature. Force reaction, yeah, that's that's really, you know, from an immersion standpoint, it's it's a great feature. And it's good to see that they're committed. We're going to see more of that, and that's definitely steps in the right direction. Uh, next one, also committed vehicle names and serial numbers. Well, obviously, it's committed, I mean, half of our org because, you know, they own a ton of ship and they've been doing it forever, <laughs> already named their ships. <laughs> Uh, I love how yeah. you said
0: a ton of ship.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, ship uh, uh, vehicle. Holy ship. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: next one is that this is also, I think you, most of us are excited about this with Vehicle visual degradation, committed, coming. Uh, we're going to see that. I'm certainly going to take advantage of that because I have definitely enough crashes and use of my vehicles to see that. Uh, Okay, next one, uh, Merlin Constellation docking. Yeah, that's one of those features that makes me want to buy a a Connie, you know. Mm.
0: Uh,
2: That's why I've got mine. That's why I've been hanging on to it.
1: And now you're going to dock your Merlin in and out. Yep. Uh, Hopefully without crashing it.
0: It's committed, uh, right? Yeah, yes, yes,
1: that's committed. That's coming. Now, next one is a bit of a disappointment because it's tentative and we know what, what happens this late. Uh, probably not happening. Ship to station docking.
0: Oh, I think they'll I think they'll make it in time.
1: Yeah. Okay. Hopefully. Yeah. Objects push and pull, without a doubt. One of the coolest things coming, committed. We're gonna see the little cool cards being oh, pushed around. I think we're probably gonna have an event around that, some kind of a cart. <laughs> I could see that happening, <laughs> like shopping carts. And yeah. the last category, not the least, the ships and vehicles. Uh, Trumbrel Nova is tentative. Uh, uh, you know, one thing that uh, no, no new ships in this batch, right? I bet you we're gonna have a surprise.
0: I well, I mean, we're gonna, have... we're gonna see the what the the Star Lifter.
1: Well, look, they're all they're, they're all t- uh, tentative. Uh, the 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 Trumbrel, the uh, Hercules Starlifter, and the uh, yeah, the all three of them are tentative. The M two, the C two, and the Trumbrel. So that tells me at least one or maybe more will not make it in.
0: Well, don't and don't forget, it may not make it in for three thirteen, but it might be three thirteen dot one.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. because Which have... is
0: lately where sl- ships slip to.
1: Right. right. Um, well, okay, yeah. I, I honestly think we're going to, just like we saw the Nomad come in as a surprise, I think we're going to have a surprise again. We're well, there,
0: there are many rumors about, oh. yeah.
1: The 400?
0: Yeah, and, and there's also a rumor of a two-person rock the oh, arm.
1: really? That's the first I heard about that one.
0: Yeah, and then the, the mining portion of it, someone actually mentioned it in chat and, and you know, uh, directed it at off a few days ago. But the rumor says that the actual mining arm area uh, has a longer duration, so you won't be as exposed to the elements as you are with the typical rock. Oh,
1: you know, it's funny as we're speaking. So I'm in the rock and I went to do the roadmap and I forgot that I'm wearing a wrong suit. I come back and I'm, I'm shivering so hard that the whole rock is shivering. But so now now it's all black and white. So now I'm, I'm racing back to my ship to get warm. <laughs>
0: like a rock. Uh, funny. So, um. So that's, that's what's committed. I will say also on the, um, on the roadmap roundup, there's a couple updates uh, just long-term. So they changed, they removed, um, they pushed back, I should say, weapon misfire and wear and FPS weapon overheat. Um, originally, they were supposed to be in the second half of 2021, but they decided ultimately they'd rather prioritize salvage And push those into Mm. 2022. So I'm not upset about that one bit Um, because I don't care about you know FPS weapons as much as I care about salvage. Um, Right. Yeah. Uh, Fuel scooping. They decided it was more important to overhaul MFDs in our ships uh, in 2021, so they pushed fuel scooping to 2022. Uh, that's another one that I'm like, excellent. I'd rather have MFDs get better functionality. Um, and then anti-personnel turrets. Due to a reallocation of resources on the weapon content team, these deliverables were deprioritized in favor of other weapons and tools in 2021. So we don't know what that is. Um,
2: I actually would like to have seen that. Yeah. and Not for us, for the AI.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm curious what they... they I'm sure they favored something really interesting. Um, We already talked about the Stantum system polish in release view being committed. They also changed the name of physical inventory to be renamed to personal inventory in order to more accurately describe the the scope of the feature. So, you know, I think they just didn't want it to be like the full physical inventory overhaul isn't ready yet. Mm -hmm. It's more about what you can carry being overhauled. And then last but not least, as Chekhov mentioned, there were two additions, the, the new missions with multi, um, timed multi-drop deliveries, where actually the drops are going to have multiple varied timers, so you have to prioritize different drops and routes based on those times, and then the quantum sense of deliveries. So that is the roadmap roundup. Anything be... exciting? I mean, we already sort of commented in mind, but check out uh, Seagard. Sorry. Um, anything that you're most excited about with those changes?
2: Uh, yeah, the constellation and the docking. Again, yeah. I have that uh, feeling that the constellation is going to become the new equivalent to the MSR, or at least up to that level. Yeah. That's what I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see components. I think we're going to see docking with it from the hatches. I think we're going to see ship docking on it. Um, I think we're going to see the uh, displays become uh, more of the new style, the holographic dimensional displays for the cockpit.
0: Mm. Uh,
2: um, There's no real medical play there, but uh, I, I, and you know, the other thing you might see on there that's now been kind of proven with the MSR is a, is the hidden um, smuggler area that's supposed to be on Akani.
0: Yeah, it's on the Taurus, isn't it? Or is it? No, it's on the um,
2: It's on Phoenix. all of them, I think. I thought it was on all of them.
0: No. Well, supposedly it was only one of them. I just can't remember which. And it was supposed to be a shielded cargo area. I thought it was the Phoenix in place of one of the, or it was in place of one of the weapon slots. Oh, uh, okay. So it might have been the Taurus. I, I don't even know.
2: Yeah, so that would be my stuff.
0: Yeah. What about you, Chekhov? Any exciting additions, subtractions, makes you nervous, makes you happy?
1: No, I think I kind of covered it. I I think everything that's actually happening is exactly what I wanted to see happen. So uh, anything that moves, I'm I'm okay with it. Well, uh, always the complete wipe always makes me nervous, but now a lot less more so than it did before. I don't know why, but I'm not as yeah. concerned.
0: All right. Cool. Um, in other news, 3.13 has just gone into EVO in the past few days. So very exciting. EVO Cotty is um, getting started. There hasn't been much leak news except that they did say there's more Data files of the 400i, and they did mention the, the two seater yeah, rock variant, but we'll see when those things come up. Um, because frequently there'll be data files that don't get yeah, yeah, you know uh, put into the game right away anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, guess what time that makes it, Mr. Chekhov?
1: It's definitely time for science,
0: that's yeah, right. right, and I wish. I wish I wasn't so lazy oh that God. I didn't want to bother finding the spot that we talk about this and then injecting that soundtrack in. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. there you go. That's it. Um, someday when, when we figure out why Chekhov can't use our old recording solution, we will start hearing that theme song again.
1: Yeah, um, will figure it out this week.
0: You know what? Perhaps I'll close with it this week because I miss hearing it. Um, but anyway, uh, Seagard, have you done anything in the name of science this week besides getting uh, hijacked and killed?
2: Yeah, yeah, that one was uh, that was one. I think um, I did some research. Uh, but first, I'll um, I I helped a little bit with confirming something out there for with uh, snorkel. It was snorkel's idea to go test it, but it was how it was how to get the um, uh, prison credits out so you could actually be instead of losing them when you left prison you know you could actually send them out and then go if you go back to prison send them into somebody to buy their way out oh. um, it's been out there on the internet before I mean but you know he, he took the time to go in there and prove how it works and everything else and it works great you know you before you leave you take anything that's excess And you send it to one of your buddies, and it goes into his under his uh, was it the the funds transmit function under the
0: um, yeah the um, obi glass was it the money mod yeah yeah, what's it called it's m o it stands for whatever
2: (laughs) and you'll have instead of just having UEC, you'll have a choice of selecting UEC or prison credits, right? And it'll show you what you have, and if then if you want to send it to him in prison, you could say, I want to send him 10000 so he can buy himself out, and you send it to him, he'll receive it, and then he can buy stuff or buy tools or get oxygen bottles or just get out, right? Yeah. He can pay his way out. So you can actually build up a little bit of a slush fund for your group um, oh, to do that.
1: Yeah, so we, we actually tested that out, and the trick was to figure out what do you need because, see, you don't know what you need uh, exactly to get out, and I think we kind of experimented with snorkel to figure out that it was about 200 per minute because what happens is when you, uh, if, if you don't transfer enough, obviously you can't get out. But if you transfer too much and don't transfer back, you lose it. You kind of use it or lose it. So it's got to be more or less an accurate amount. And then you have to give it back to somebody outside of prison. Because if you leave with any on you, that, that those merits are lost. So we kind of came mm-hmm. down to it's about 200 per minute of prison time is what you need. Yeah. So Excellent.
0: Well, that's good. I could see that being like a a uh, read defense fund, civil defense. Fund. Oh yeah,
1: because we, <laughs> you know, we, we can't fight, so we most likely end up in jail half of the time. Especially me, not knowing how to use EMPs
0: and all. Well, they have to change that anyway. Like if you accidentally EMP someone in your group. I mean, if I went walked up to you and we were in a group and I shot you. I,
1: yeah, how about it was even worse?
0: It wouldn't matter. Yeah, we,
1: we we were doing a hammerhead mission and purposely in snorkel backed off to allow me to EMP. The second I pressed the EMP, uh, security forces spawned in, and that's how I ended up in jail. So that's like... Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. i have to fix that.
0: Can I just say... The entire episode I've been going back and trying to get into your server checkoff and it, only just now have I been successful. Really?
1: I, I I already yeah. went, I mined, I died. By the way, I, I did die. I couldn't find my ship and I ended up choking. <laughs> so
0: That's funny. I'm in my Star Runner with its absolutely beautiful green.
1: Oh, nice. I'll have to look spin. at that. Yeah. That sounds sweet.
0: Really I'll come find you and land. Where are um, you? I'm in, in I'm the heading verse?
1: over to Ariel.
0: Oh nice. Are you in a are you I'm in a, a
1: nomad group already? Uh no, I left the group because we're doing the podcast. Oh, oh so okay. send me yes, I'm, send
0: me the I just sent you a okay, invite, I got so it. So then I'll go find you. Um what about You, Chekhov, did you do anything for science? Yeah,
1: actually, I uh, thank God I remember. I do a lot of things for science. I just don't remember them. Uh, So what we did was something really interesting, and it wasn't for science per se, but I think it turned into being for science. So we took this um, investigation mission where you have to go and find this wreck and find, you know, the one with a lot of dead bodies, right? And there's a bunch of boxes. um...
0: The Uh, Kovalex uh
1: Yeah, I, I think so.
0: With the lady trying to prove her no, husband No, 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 tea. not that
1: one. This is on the surface of Hurston. And it's a wreck oh. where the bodies get scattered around. And then there's also a bunch of boxes, right? So oh, okay. uh, we, we did it several times. And one of our members says there's like almost an Easter egg in one of the boxes. So we went down there, and we we did the mission, and we found the body. And then we started gathering all the boxes. And we found probably, I would say, 13 or 14 boxes. It was quite a few, because last time was a lot less. And the boxes uh, have very different materials. So anything from, like, iodine, acetate, laranide, gold, diamond, you know. And uh, so when when we took all these boxes and tried uh, selling them, what we also found something very interesting. One of the one of the boxes contained uh, twelve counterfeit armor uh, armors, which was the first oh, wow. time I've ever seen that. And unfortunately, we tried to go back because we would have to go back and sell it at GrimX, probably like one of those, no question asked. And of course, as always, mm-hmm. we try to take off and we crashed. Uh, so that's still unknown, but.
0: Wait, the ship crashed? No, the the ship crashed. crashed. Uh,
1: (laughs) But now, I'm really, really curious to go back, take the mission, and really figure out, A, what what is that box all about, and what is it really worth? Because if you think about it, 12 12 armored, right? Even if you put, you know, at a 50% discount, your typical armor, that's a pretty decent find. Uh Yeah, Yeah. So... That was something interesting and brand new. And again, this game never ceases to amaze us. You know, you fight. You once you think you kind of know everything and you know what everything is, there's always a surprise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It really is. It really is. I just, I just like that they, they care so much to add that variety in.
1: Yeah. Well, the, well, see stuff um, like that, like when you, you're talking about we have these highs and lows, like stuff like that, let's like say that's why I'm not so worried about the wipes and everything will keep me coming back because now I know this stuff exists. So I'm going to go out looking for stuff like this. So, so it's not only about your typical main things. Like when I say main I'm exaggerating. Like, you know, bounties and mining. But now we have something. Uh, you know out of the box that we could do it. That's that's real exciting.
0: Mm. And it's only gonna keep coming. You know, it's like the fact that there's so much involvement right now pre-patch and the fact that it took me so long to get in the server means it's not just a read thing. It could be I think a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think people are just more and more engaged for longer because it's just getting more and more complex and interesting and there's more variety uh so that's exciting i didn't do anything for science because as i mentioned i was away um but we did get some a couple of questions not too many this week uh first set of questions comes from boris the barterer Um, his first question is when you're ready in what UEE system would you put down a HAB and possibly buy a land claim? For me, it's Nexus. Um, what do you think, Seaguard? Where would you want to have a HAB or a land claim? Um,
2: I... I you, and you said which one? Did you, which one did you pick? Oh, that was... Uh, Boris uh, I think picked that
0: one Boris said he chose Nexus
2: oh and this is systems we're talking yeah. about yeah uh, that's I haven't really thought that far out I was um, I definitely want to be somewhere on the fringe uh, yeah. the edge of the perimeter
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and I definitely want to be um, I want to be an area where I have to be kind of self-sufficient yeah um I'd say you know i I don't know I was thinking planets, but uh from a a planet type i I prefer to be on a probably a moon uh-huh. um and I'd prefer to be on one that's kind of an ice world
0: uh-huh.
2: versus a desert or a uh like green a,
0: world like a walla type
2: yeah yeah, I mean, I definitely like that you know Things with volcanic activity and geysers and
0: <clears throat> different colors. If only you know, there were a, la- kind of a landing tough. zone in Iceland. That's <laughs> yeah, correct. I like Iceland. A volcano I like just erupted Bart. the other day in Iceland. Yes,
2: very, very a lot of volcanic activity. Yeah. Um,
0: what about uh, what about you?
1: Oh, Chekhov? it's definitely soul. I want to be able to get a little flat. You know. Um, Central Park West, overlooking the park. You know, <laughs> five hundred years in the future, see what that looks like. You know, see yeah. see if the Blasi is still around. You know, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> this isn't Futurama. His head won't be in a in a jar. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I personally feel the same way. So I, it's tough because I love the idea of being in New York um, because that will be a landing zone. Earth actually is going to have three landing zones. It'll be New York. I believe it's New York, Shanghai, and Moscow.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe actually I take it back. Maybe I will take Moscow.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that should be really interesting in and of itself how they execute that. New York sounds like it's going to be pretty cool because some of the older buildings are going to be in glass domes to protect them. And then there'll be like mega skyscrapers. Um, So, you know, it's very like, I feel like we'll be living the, um, the expanse almost. So I, I, I like that, but then I also love the idea of Terra and being like super modern and utopian. And then last but not least, I think Crusader is just going to be absolutely stunning and, and, you know, I might question where I want to "quote unquote" live. Yeah. Well, I think I'll probably be from New York. I think I'll live somewhere else. That's yeah. my guess. Yeah. But I'll it always is. have an apartment, a hab there.
1: There you go. Do you notice nobody picked pyro?
0: I mean, <laughs> no, thank you. Solar flares yeah. and pirates I, pass.
2: Yeah, I. I mean, that's not too bad for me. I mean, I'm not. Um, I, I definitely want to be like, I would probably find someplace where as many alien races border on the edge of human space as possible um, and only give up one of those. If I could get a significant dose of rebellion or uh, aliens to deal with.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, I don't know how crucial, I like, guess you kind of need a, a home, but you know, be, once we get multiple systems, I mean, I don't see us spending much time at home. Uh, yeah. You know, you're gonna be exploring. You're gonna be traveling, doing missions together. I mean, yeah, you kind of, I guess, you're gonna have stuff. Uh, I would, I would, I would imagine that once you have habs, you're gonna have some stuff that you won't be able to carry on you, right? Otherwise, it won't make sense to have habs. You know, if you can be right. able to carry absolutely everything just like we do now. Uh yeah. So you you you're gonna have to come back, right? To so your hab for certain things. Mm-hmm. I mean that would be my guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Oh a hundred percent. I'm gonna have to.
1: Oh, I see you approaching me.
0: Yeah, I just don't know where you are, at Chekhov.
1: I'm I'm on the pad in the Besdek.
0: Oh he's that there? I'm or...
1: gonna I'm gonna extend the
2: question a little bit for Boris. Um, and then to get you guys to think about it and give me give an answer. Let's go right ahead. How do you plan on dispersing your characters if you have more than one pack?
0: Ooh, good question.
1: What, what, what do you mean more than what was? So
0: if you well, have more than one so,
2: character uh, slot,
0: or uh, one uh, one character. so like I
2: have, I have uh, four. I have four characters. So the one I play and then I have an alternate I have but and two
1: I haven't even started yet. I haven't done anything with Oh wait, before. so you say see I'm not familiar with it. You're saying because of your uh, concierge level you're allowed the Oh old? no, he
0: bought more than one no, game no. pack.
1: Oh oh, that, yeah. yeah. I bought but yeah. that but that's not your conventional way of playing to me. No, no. Like having alts to me that's almost like not really cheating but that's Kind of hacking the game. I mean, I, I think if 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 they if the game is meant to have alts, then they should have that as a part of the game, uh, because that has right. to be, because then the whole the, the death of a spaceman kind of comes into play and all that kind of jazz. So,
0: well, well, if I could rephrase it for Seaguard, yeah. his alts. I don't think he's thinking of multi-boxing as much as. Yeah, you know, we've heard him say on the on the podcast before. He plans on <laughs> spreading his alts out across the verse so that he has a character close by in case something's going on.
1: Uh, um, oh, in that sense, right? So if he's in a different system right. and it takes hours to to I guess to sort of come across, uh, he won't have to deal with that. He'll yeah. just jump into the alt and he'll be in that system. Yeah, um,
2: but I'll also but I'll also be limited by the ships that I have in, yeah. Right. that all won't have all of my best ships. It's, I kind of came up with a couple of ideas, how to do this, but it was based on how to best utilize and make myself play all these ships. Right. So one of them is that you get enough packs and you can crew a ship. Right. So if you have four packs, you could technically, if they give us the AI high end AI that they talked about, for our packs I could have three you know henchmen that go with me everywhere that's one right um, the second one but all my ships are there now that doesn't make sense um, but let's say I want to do a little bit of the criminal stuff um, I like I have right now I've actually bought a pack where I want to go do some of the missions that I can't do normal with my normal character without truly spending a lot of time going to jail and all that stuff yeah so I I stood him up with a starter pack and, you know, he's sitting over on, uh, you know, Grim Hex right now. And I take him out and do, you know, run and gun missions um, on foot with him right now. But uh, I got to do some of the, the mission lender or the mission. Um, giver. What are they call Yeah. Give, mission giver missions were which were really fun on foot. I mean, really fun. Um, and they're a little bit unknown. I, there's, you know, there's quite a few of them out there that we never get to play, because you know we you know, just because of the way our org kind of does things. We, it's not that we won't play it. It's just that we tend not to do those things. So, I want to go do it with my alternate character. I go do yeah. it. But you know, you just brought um, up a, then, uh,
1: an interesting concept, though. Uh, what if, wh- why not have legit alts in the game where you can actually swap things? In the game between those olds.
2: That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like you know, one guy, you know, one of these characters is you know maybe one of them will be a woman. I don't know, but but one of them will definitely be more of a roguish character who can kind of cut across those lines a little bit, right? Um, and maybe the orgo you know, interact with him. Right? We need to to find a ship that was stolen that character will go out and do things. It's me doing it, but, you know, come back and bring back the information or bring back the ship and not do anything to harm the org, um, but get the job done. Another one might be um, based on, you know, industrial, let's say the business side. Um, He doesn't own the ships, he operates the ships. And then the owner sits back with anything that's really, really nice, like his alien fighter collection and sits on Terra and you know, looks at his ship and drives his 890 jump around, right? Mm. Um, There's all sorts of things. Uh, If you're exploring and you want to go on an expedition, um, you're going to put a character on that ship, but do you want it to be your main character? Because then you're kind of limited, right? Maybe you send out one of your alternates on that expedition as a crew member. Mm. So... I just wanted to know if, you know, maybe someone will write in and say, hey, these are, these are my ideas, but,
0: yeah, you know. I personally, because I think I'm a little bit more of a diehard in the sense that most of what I want is going to be um, based on what, you know, where the org is at any given time. So, you know, I most of my gameplay is probably going to be <clears throat> leading some sort of expedition, um, whether it's small or large. So I would imagine most, if I have more than one character, I don't currently, but if I do have more than one, I would imagine that's what I would do.
1: Right. But, but But that's why I said, what I actually said is that not to rig up the old play, The old character play, the only way I would say because of the sort of the purest angle in it is to have an old character designed by CAG for you, okay? Meaning when you you sign up, you sign up, let's say, with one main three alts. You don't have to switch. You don't have to do anything. And then wrap up some sort of a rules and gameplay around that, you know, Hmm. whether your alt is allowed to, you know, you can have all four at the same time. Maybe the rule is, uh, you know, in different systems, they cannot all be in the same system, but you'll be able to, without logging in and logging out, switch equipment, switch ships. Uh, like you said, Sigurd, so leave, like, you know, for example, I'm mining with a rock and I found a nice cluster, be able to maybe leave one alt there uh, without having to log out and then have my main character do something else. I don't know, some, so, I'm kind of my thought process is if it's a part of what c i g wants, I'm cool with it. If you have to rig it up, meaning just going out and getting these extra accounts, I don't think this is how the game was designed was designed to be played.
0: yeah, no, I think they designed they they did say that alts would be a f- and that you could opt to when you're not playing with an alt use them as an NPC slot. So, and the the bonus of that is not just that your alt is an NPC and you could put them on your ship, but that other crew members like Chekhov, say you come into the game and you're not actually a part of the gameplay. You know, you're on Terra and we're all the way out at the edge of the galaxy. If I have an NPC, you could quote unquote what they're calling agent Smith into my MPC and play as that character. Mm-hmm. So you could be the scanner instead of having an MPC person as my scanner or something like that. So oh, that's, I, okay. I think that's the option of allowing you to both play when no one else is around and still explore, but also when your friends are on, you know, you don't have to all be like, all right, meet me a million bajillion miles away. Um, because that's where I am right now.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. That that to me is a part of the design and a part of the game. Yeah. Yeah. That that's kind of what I was referring to. Yeah. That makes sense now. Yeah. I would
2: never. I would never hotbox. I'm not a hotbox kind of guy. We have even two or three accounts running at the same time. You're playing them all. It would be, you know, my uh, you know Seagard's younger brother would be you know maybe it's geeky's got his ship out and he's got guys flying it but i want to go well i'm not going to send Seaguard that character out i'm going to send out his younger brother
1: wow
0: yeah
2: and uh, right and, uh, and that guy's got to build up his rep and everything else just like everybody else yeah
1: man this color makes me want to get an msr it really is cool
0: <laughs> it's a good color
1: yeah it is and i can see like the texture of the well, hopefully I don't crash into it. There's
0: there's <laughs> someone behind me somewhere, too, I noticed. Um, really? Second question from Boris the Barterer. Um, has Techno, or one of the earlier members of the org, explained how it was created and why? He, he was saying, essentially, he hadn't, he, you know, he wasn't sure um, because we may have answered that in earlier episodes. Um, but uh, I can answer that if someone else doesn't know the answer.
1: well, that's probably an answer for you, not for us you You were the only one that would probably know that
0: I, at least partially I can't speak to
1: I know partially that. I know partially you know
2: I think you know it better than I do so so
0: um, I guess there's a couple things. techno started the org because he'd been in other orgs and it just wasn't a great experience from standpoint of He felt as though he felt as though like there were inconsistencies in play styles, there were inconsistencies in terms of the amount that people were engaged, there were a lot of sort of players that didn't follow his ethos. Like he was he's very into like clean play and like you know um you get a lot of just sort of randomness in some works. Um especially At the time when he started the org, it was particularly bad. A lot of griefing, a lot. Um, But, you know, when he started the org, and I think I joined in the first month or two, so it was pretty early. um, First thing he did was he reached out to a bunch of people when their characters looked like they were into that sort of thing. So I personally had an org that I didn't put any effort into trying to grow because whenever I tried, it never worked. So it was an org of me. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was an exploration org. So Techno had reached out to me and said, Hey, I have this exploration org. You should check it out. Let's um, you know, all this stuff. And he had started really early on with some sort of branding. So immediately I was like, Oh, an org with branding. Wow. That's, that's advanced for me. So I immediately was like, okay, cool. And I dissolved my org and joined because I was like, this is the kind of org I want anyway, whatever. Um, and so in the early days, that was sort of how he grew the org. And then we were all just trying to, um, you know, do whatever we could to to bring people in. So it was like being helpful to strangers, um, et cetera. And then from there, I think the way the org grew was a lot of different ways. First of all, um, one of the ways it currently grows quite a bit is this very show, which was intended, um, you know, but we also have Earth. So um, Earth Techno had recruited specifically because he was a content creator um, and thought, oh, he kind of follows our same thing. We love his, I love his content. Real nice guy. Yeah. So he had reached out to earth and, you know, there was some synergy there. Um, And then I would say, you know, in terms of um, other ways it was created early on, I think where techno was um, really smart was he said, look, I can't do this alone. I'm only one person. So he immediately in the early days figured out, okay, who's, who's getting involved the most let's create structure and let's create sort of like ambassadors within the organization. So that's why you'll see sort of what on earth is that sound? <laughs> um, that's why you'll see like a lot, most of the early members are kind of the people who are in leadership positions in the organization. Um, Cause he sort of deputized us and then he created a formal quote unquote HR org. And we, we have a, a structure around, letting people in, making sure that they fit within the org and testing them out and then deciding whether or not they're going to be a fully vested member. So that's how we sort of grew. Um, anything to add, Seagard? Uh,
2: yeah, I think that uh, he some, you know, we talk about whenever someone comes into the org, we always meet with them. Mm-hmm. And at first I, the first time I did that, I was like, well, this is a little strange, but okay. Uh, I've never worked with an org or never really been significantly involved with an org. Um, let's give it a shot. Checkoffs here—it's it, got to be pretty good. And really, it's just a vetting to see if we're doing things that person likes. It's about a two-minute conversation, and uh, and it, I think the other thing is it verifies that the person understands the ground the ground rules of the org, which is if you could sum it up easily in techno's parlance, I'll paraphrase it, people don't come to play the game to rehash the problems they had at work or at mm-hmm. home. They come to get away from that and just enjoy themselves for a while with a little bit of quiet and peace. So that's the nature of the org. It doesn't mean you get kicked out of the org because you say one cuss word. You know, occasionally someone says 20 and we go, oh, whoa, Comment down there, uh, and everyone laughs and it stops. But uh, the big thing is that no one needs to have that confrontational situation occur in a game because it is just a game. Yeah. That's all it is, right? And uh, it's supposed to be enjoyable for everyone. So I mean, we now have you know police officers and people from the, Australia with the from their equivalent of our FBI, and we have ex military, and we have
1: Local all warriors. sorts of people. Uh, lawyers, uh, and
2: uh, everyone just kind of gets along. Um, it's all about having fun. Nobody's really, most days, no one's really in charge. An events, ev- an event. We kind of try to just have fun with it and uh, make it fun for the people who are playing. Um, so it's it, that's that was what I was going to say is that you play the game to have fun. You don't play the game to be like work. Um, right. I'm so, just
1: still trying to figure out how I pass the entrance exam.
2: <laughs> oh, it's that deadpan voice of yours, man. It's just so emotional. Yeah,
0: you, you, know, <laughs> you didn't give it, us any hint of shadiness. <laughs> 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 he holds all the cards, everybody.
2: That's right. <laughs> Check out, your ship just blew up. No. Yes, I know.
1: <laughs> oh, you! Were, I thought you were just telling me again. No, no, no.
0: No. Check off. Everyone's getting a free eight ninety jump if you've been playing the game up until now. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Uh,
1: Actually, my voice (laughs) will change. No, 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 not for 890. Not for 890. For MSR, maybe.
2: Oh,
0: MSR. I mean, it is a great, great ship.
1: Yeah, It's the new technology. And by the way, talking about new (sighs) ships, uh, Snorkel got the Gladius, but supposedly it's getting a complete rework. But he's very disappointed.
0: At so I would I would not say it's a rework. They said that they're bringing it to gold standard, uh-huh. which yes. is different. So that means uh, up-to-date materials and a few other up-to-dates. But it, it's not a complete rework.
2: I'm so close to buying it, but I've been holding off.
1: Well, I mean, it only like... makes sense if you're really into dog fighting. I mean, because that's a true fighter. Yeah, yeah.
0: But, uh, um, yeah. So, I what's am, our uh, next question? That yeah. was a good question, though. Yeah, was yeah it was question. a great question.
1: Yeah, Boris um, was good.
0: So the next question, yeah, but he's trying to he's trying to create a competing org. No. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, next question comes to us via email, and it's our good friend. He keeps coming back for more. Ivind. Um, yeah. And he said, "Hey guys." Keep up the good work. Love the show. It wouldn't be the same without Chekhov not listening to a five-minute question <laughs> because he's trying. He's, he's trying to plant his rock into the back of his nomad. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> who,
1: who is this? Who is this again? Ivind? Oh,
0: yeah. Listener, and uh, he he always asks questions via email.
1: Oh, but he's not an org member, right? No, he's
0: not an org member.
1: Oh, that's cool. I need to get him on board. I, oh, I definitely. I'm gonna go find him now. <laughs> so, for, for all the good reasons don't get me wrong I so,
0: so iVind says asking for a friend uh, do you think NPC slave trade will be a thing buying selling smuggling NPC slaves maybe when Pyro opens up seems like a thing the Xeno threat would be into what do you think uh, say
2: no. no. I'd say no, no it's pretty it's yeah, it's just too um
1: Yeah, he can't go there. In in game or otherwise yeah. he can't go there. Yeah, it's a little bit too much. So,
0: I would say slave or er, slavery is a thing in lore.
1: In lore, really? Yeah. Wow, 500 years we come full circle, huh?
0: Yeah, so I don't yeah. know in which I don't know enough about the lore around it as to in which way. And we don't, I don't know if it's based on humans or other, um, aliens in the game, but it is, I do know it's part of the game. And the one thing I will say is we do sort of have a, a slight example of it in game. It's not quite slavery, but it's more like serfdom. And that's the, the workers of, uh, of Lorville are like serfs in game.
2: I agree that they are. So that's true. That's true. Industrial equivalent of in sl- industrial slavery, kind of the indenture. Well, indentature. Yeah,
1: I guess. Well, if we look yeah. at it from, uh, I mean, considering they're not human, uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, it's, it's really. I personally think it's not something. Let me put it this way: going through not to get into politics that much what we went through as a country of 2020 I, I don't think we should even have yeah. that
0: in the game I, I think it'll be background stuff I don't think it will involve missions unless it's freeing
2: yeah that could be freeing or defending those that have been freed yeah
0: because I mean if you even think about it we have armor sets right now called slaver armor yeah, good point. So, I mean, it's definitely in the lore. I don't know. I don't think we'll be able to have any of our own. I don't think we'll be selling them. I don't wow. think we'll be buying them.
1: So, oh, but I, I, I just saw a falling star right now, or there was Nupkins trying to. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> but yeah, I do think it it will be at least in some part in the game. I just, I, I hope they don't overplay that. I think it'd be fine if they didn't even um deal yeah with it. but i do think smuggling people will be a big thing not necessarily because they are enslaved but because we want to get people I-, I think it'll actually Correct. be more likely to smuggle a criminal or someone with a criminal record from one place to another great um so that is it for our questions this week relatively sparse compared to you other weeks um if you do have a question, don't forget there are many ways to submit them. So you can do like I'm Vine and email us at readcastsc at gmail.com. You yeah. Can...
1: And then please keep them short so I can keep my attention spent on them.
0: Because <laughs> he's always trying to get that rock in the back yeah. of that shit.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. You could DM our Twitter handle uh, at readcastsc. Submit a message through Anchor or um, on our Recast Discord. Um, Or you can text us at 646-783-8154. So many ways. uh, Feel free to ask away. Uh, We we love questions. Or, you know, likewise, if you do have a science uh, experiment that you've had and you want us to talk about it or anything else you want us to comment on in the podcast, feel free to send, even if it's just comments.
2: I'll, uh, I'll even elaborate on that. So I'm always looking – I'm a big believer in events, right, and especially crew-type events. So if anyone has an idea of, of an event they would like to see us do, I, I don't know if we could go right to a Daymar rally level, um, but something we could bring in and uh, have people experience the org for the first time and, and have some fun doing
1: and uh, put
2: it in there yeah. and uh and I'll take a look at it and I'll see what I can come up with. Yeah, uh um,
1: cigarette does not I think that would be does fun. not mean get Chekhov into jail and shank him to death, like stay away from that
2: <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. Well, okay, the shanking part, but get him into jail, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, I'm always looking for something if you got an idea or if you want to be a An explorer, you know, way way too geeky, is the head of the exploration or just um, science, science, right? Science. Uh, If you think you have um, an idea of something you want to go research and you need a bigger ship, um, I'll bring out a Carrick or someone will bring out a Carrick and we'll get a bunch of people go do it. So uh, send us your ideas. We'll see if we can make them work.
0: Awesome. Thank you for that, Seagard. I appreciate it. At this point, yeah. we might as well just say, you know what, Seagard, I think you're just our our, our second co-host. Yeah. Um And, <laughs> Officially you know, we, we'll look for other, yeah, I think we'll look for other guests in addition to you.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that because it makes it more fun yeah. with three, you know, why not?
0: It also means that if Chekhov doesn't want to, he doesn't have to watch the videos. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, I have to start watching them. Okay. Well, right, you right. don't have to. I always watch all yeah. of them. So, and you... I was actually
2: listening to – I went on a long car drive this weekend, dropped off my wife and a friend's and drove back and then went back yesterday and got her and came back. And I uh, actually listened to the podcast Unfortunately, the first one I listened to was me because it was the only like a download quick enough while I was driving, um, and then the others I listened to because I wanted to hear, you know, some of the other input from some of the other people. So I enjoyed it. It was uh, it was good. I listened to about five or six of them in a row. Excellent. So good yeah. job. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. thanks. I mean, you're a big help, and a lot of people yeah, have you good things to say about your involvement as well, Seagard. Right, um. Now, also don't forget, as I always plug, if you are looking to explore the farthest, um, Reed's here. And we are law abiding, very respectful, as you've heard numerous times now, very active work. And uh, it stands for, in case you didn't know at this point, uh, research and engineering through exploration and discovery. We also have several content creators out there in Reed. So don't forget to look at Earth's videos. on where you can listen to the musical stylings of Admiral Cody and Calibri, who also created the music for our show. Um, Go ahead, Sigurd. I heard that interjection. Yeah, I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. I was
2: going to say, so uh, like I said, this is kind of the first org I've ever been in out there. And I think I'm the oldest guy in the org at 58. I think I'm 58. I think I'm 58. I I am 58. You're
0: pushing it. But I don't know if you're the oldest.
2: Yeah. But there's uh, a couple
0: contenders.
2: Yeah, if you've if you've been out there playing games for years or just started playing games and you're a little bit shy, don't be afraid to come join us. I mean, I had never really done it before and never like sunk my teeth into it. And I, I tell you, I really can't wait to go get on and talk with the guys. I mean, we it's just the guys, we have a few women, but not many right now. It would be nice to hear some women on the, on the calls, um, or on the, uh, the game. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't, you know, you want to play, you just want to fly small ships. You want to be on a big ship. We've got ships. We need people and, uh, we want to meet more people and, and, uh, it, it is kind of fun of it and addicting once you get into org. It's certainly nothing too serious. So, um, Feel free to give it a try just from a guy who'd never done it before. You'll be surprised how much fun it is.
0: Yeah, 100%. And the other thing, too, is, um, you know, even if you are a solo player, um, you know, obviously, if you're just pure solo, it might be tough. Um, But, you know, it's nice to have someone who has your back. Um, And at any moment, if you're in duress, I, I like... Yeah. Guys, I'm being attacked. And first of all, Seaguard's the first one to be like, I am headed your way. Um, and Chekhov's <laughs> the same way and others yeah, are you know. the same way.
1: But, he, he, you know, yeah. it's, uh, just to add to that, to put it in the right context, uh, what also means, there's really no pressure in the org, meaning we're all on Discord, right? And there's some guys that are totally silent. You know they're just kind of eavesdropping, which is perfectly fine with us. There are some guys uh, constantly talking, which is also good, and there's guys that are and well, girls and. And by the way, speaking about girls, we're I think we're we're extremely both you know guys and girls friendly because there is no foul language, there's no abuse, there's no intimidation, and Sigur is absolutely right. It's not only about the game. It's about a social interaction. It's getting on for for whatever time you have, and even if you do, some guys not even in the game. They're 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 sitting and uh, you know on the website, or they're they're in the forums, they're just reading up about Star Citizen, and they're in Discord, and we're just chatting away. So look look at it as more of a sort of a social gathering, uh, you know, online. Yeah. And, and, yeah, that's what it is. And
0: that being said, this isn't just necessarily a plug for our org, but join an org. You know, if, if, if yeah, exploration right. science isn't your thing and you're a bounty hunter and you want to occasionally group up with other bounty hunters so you can actually do the Edris mission, do it. Um, so, yeah, that wraps up another episode of Readcast uh so thank you guys as always for participating especially you guard since you know now you've been roped into being a a uh another co-host of ours um, yeah that's good thanks thanks
2: i I'm happy about that and
0: uh yeah that uh that wraps it up Thank you all citizens for listening. have a happy happy saint Patty's day a great uh What's it called, (laughs) Stella Fortuna? Even though it was yesterday, technically. You know, I didn't Uh, want to say anything. Talk to you next week.
1: A good name for the ship, by the way, Stella Fortuna. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All All right. right. Yeah.
2: Look into history. History, lots of good names.
0: Stellar tuna sounds like a good one too. Yeah,
2: that's good. You can tuna fish. (laughs) Maybe they're gonna name
1: it a nice Russian name, like Sisilotka. That's called a herring.
0: Oh there you go. Oh there you go. Yeah. That's right. gonna be Chekhov's thing. Everything's yeah. gonna be Russian. Oh but, I'm gonna name
1: all my ships Russian.
0: That's a good idea. Well, by the time you can name your ships Chekhov, they're gonna be yeah, taken from right like, Enterprise.
1: Right? Oh they oh I'm sure all the Chekhov's Star Trek stream, is
0: gone. Chekhov's nightmare. Yeah Chekhov Scourge. Um All right. Well, thanks again. Have a great uh, week, everybody.
1: Great St. Paddy's Day. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. See ya.